0: What's going on, guys? This is Boy KC Fowler, one half of the Five Lakers Podcast, host of the Melanin Warriors Podcast, bringing you yet another episode of Melanin Warriors. We're gonna be talking about King Catch Swayho today. And before we jump into King Catch Swayho, I just want to say, you know, my hearts and prayers go out to the families in Texas and Buffalo who lost loved ones to this senseless, senseless mass shooting stuff that's going on right now. Excuse me, it's a really, really touch, touchy subject for me. um But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. King Ketsueho was son of Zulu King Pande and Queen Gaumbazi. He was born sometime in 1826. In 1856, he defeated and killed his younger brother, Buyazi, which was his mother's favorite son at the Battle of Dandakusuka. Which was a battle for secession of the Zulu kingdom. Almost all of Buyazi's followers were killed, including Kesweho's four other brothers. Following the battle, he became the ruler of the Zulu people, but was not named the ruler because his father was still alive, of course. There were so many tales of the size of King Kesuejo Some say he was six foot eight, six feet eight inches. Others say he was six six, weighing in at 350 pounds. Woo! That's a big guy, man. Cazueho still had one brother who was a threat to his rule, though. And he was also watchful of his father's other wives and children. He ordered the death of his father's favorite wife and her children, even though the children escaped, the youngest son was killed right in front of the king. So, you know, basic story of, um, you know, succession and things like that in a monarchy, you know, it happened uh, a lot unfortunate, but you know, that's the way the world was right then. So we're going to fast forward a little bit to 1872, where King Pande died. At first, his death was to be concealed, so Quezueho could transition into power smoothly. He eventually became king on September 1st, 1873, a Sir Thiefius Shepstone who annexed the Trasval to Cape Colony crowned Quezueho. He soon turned on the Zulus because he felt undermined by the skillful negotiations of King Cetshwayo, He then went on to establish a new capital called Ulundi or the high place. He expanded his armies and brought back many methods used by the great Shaka Zulu. He also had empires, which is a Zulu word meaning war or combat and was associated with anybody of men gathered, anybody of men gathered for war. And he also equipped his warriors with muskets. He then banished European missionaries from his lands. So in 1878, the British High Commissioner of the Cape Colony tried to confederate the colony just like Canada had been done around the same time and felt he would not be able to do this while the powerful Zulu state was on his borders. So he demanded reparations for Zulu border infractions and ordered his people to send messages complaining about King Katsueho's policies, trying to provoke him. But Quezuejo maintained his composure considering the British his friends and being wary of their powerful army. King Quezuejo said that him and the British High Commissioner were equals and since he did not complain about the way he ran his territory he should give Quezuejo the exact same respect. Eventually the Commissioner offered an ultimatum to disband his army. Being a true melanin warrior he was King Ketsueho refused, and this right here begun the hostilities between the Zulu people and the British, guys. Um, Part one of the Melanin warrior King Ketsueho, a very ambitious warrior who throughout his leadership created a strong Zulu nation prepared to stand against the British. Join me, guys, for part two as we dive into the Anglo-Zulu war. And make sure like, subscribe, share, and remember, guys, stay alert, stay alive.